was so dissatisfied with how his Mexican pizza was made at Taco Bell that he stormed into the kitchen and made his own. He then took off and is wanted by the police. Yeah, I, I hate when Taco Bell Mexican pizza doesn't have that authentic Mexican pizza taste. That's good. Mocking Taco Bell's Mexican pizza. What? <laughs> So, um, you ever had a real Italian pizza, Jack? It's very good, but it's very different than Taco Bell's. Well, <laughs> than American pizzas. Yeah. Well, on the it, other hand, who cares? Yeah, in Italy, they put the toppings on the bottom, which is it's called toppings. Come on now. Wow. Guess yeah. who's engaged? No wonder their economy is dying. What? Guess who's engaged? Alex I Baldwin. I have no idea. Elizabeth Holmes. Oh, that's right. Who ran Theranos? Right. And is the, the focus, single drop of blood. The focus feature of the documentary now on HBO that I really urge you to watch. And then read the book by, what's his name, from the Wall Street Journal, because it's mind-blowing. Uh, one of the greatest scams in the history of scams. I mean, it's right up there at the top. And Just because we faked some tests doesn't make it a scam. Fake it till you make it, baby. Maybe you've heard that. Got a billion dollars worth of investment from some of the biggest names in the entire world, including Secretary of Defense Mattis. Sure, Secretary of State Schultz. Henry Kissinger. One of my favorite aspects of the documentary was Schultz's grandson, who was a very bright kid, kept telling him, Grandpa, this is crooked. I work there. They're fake. It's, oh, no, Elizabeth wouldn't lie to me. I Son, I love you, but you must be mistaken. Her grandson. I mean, family member telling the old fella. Now, granted, he was in his 90s. She had a magic spell over old rich men, didn't she? Just cute blue eyes. Yeah, combine that with... Did her voice play a role? Which some people think is fake, that she's faking up that low voice. Some say yes, her family says no. Um, but that, and as, as Sean has pointed out, it, it is not unique in Silicon Valley to claim that you are farther toward your goal than you really are. And, and people are betting on reaching the goal. I mean, they're betting on what will be, not necessarily what is that very moment. So I think even the very smart people are thinking, uh, yeah, I hear they're, they're having some rocky times, but that's the naysayers. When they finish this thing, when they're Edison machine that can do 200 different tests with a single drop of blood. A single drop of blood. When that's ready, <laughs> this is going to change humanity. So don't tell me that they're having a little hold up with the, this or that. Okay, how about when I'm you're... I'm a believer. How about when your engineers... First of all, my favorite part of it was when our engineers said, we can't do this, it's impossible. And she said, I'm not sure your Silicon Valley material... Silicon Valley is about people who dream big, not about people who say we can't. Mm. He And he said, you're ignoring the laws of thermodynamics. <laughs> it's not physically possible right. in this universe to do what you want to do. Huh, that it's, sounds like a can't-do attitude as opposed to a can-do. It's not that I'm tired and I don't want to finish my report. It's that this violates the laws of nature. 
It's right. impossible. Right. Well, why don't you go over there and work for that company? Because we believe. Do you know what the person who said he can do it and the person who said he can't do it have in common? They're both right. I we, hope her new we, husband we has a really high-pitched voice. All right. <laughs> That'd be weird if he was one of those guys. Hey, Elizabeth, what do you think of Chinese tonight? Oh, that sounds fine. <laughs> you want to go to a new place down the block or, uh, or what? Just give me the broccoli beef like I always get. Stun. Love you. With just a single drop of salt. I, I, love, I love you too, honey. <laughs> so she's 35 years old now, facing 20 years in prison. Uh, for her swindling investors out of a billion dollars. Um, but she's engaged to hotel magnate William Billy Evans, who's a gazillionaire. And uh, so With my new happy. prison technology, we can do an entire back tattoo with a single <laughs> drop of ink. <laughs> that would be the staff joke of the day. Positive that, Sean with the, that is the funny. joke of the day. <laughs> Seriously. There it is. There so it is. They're making a movie that... The documentary is on HBO, and I think you ought to watch it because it's not just about her. To me, it's not just about her and this, and but it's just it's just about. It's great. It's a great documentary. Yeah, it, it's about all kinds of things. It's about wishes being the father of your thoughts. It's about being attractive. It's about investing, investors seeing gold, and just there's all kinds of things involved in there about human nature. Now, I missed the first part of it. Do they get into the fact that her she insisted her dog was a wolf? Even though it was just a dog, I didn't see. And that. it has the same amount of wolf DNA as most dog breeds do. But she, she insisted. People would ask her, "What kind of dog is that?" She'd say, "It's a wolf." <laughs> insisted on it. Let it crap in the corner during board meetings and stuff like that. She refused to train it in any way, and insisted it was a wolf. Even it's though a, it was just a dog. It's a wolf. It's a wolf. Um, no, it's not. It's a dog. She's the Elizabeth Warren of dog owners, apparently. <laughs> um, wow. Wow. That was a... I just just love the idea, because we've all probably been around this sort of thing of the boss saying, you just don't have the kind of attitude we need around here. I'm telling you, this can't be done. I'm telling you, your plan sucks. (laughs) (laughs) So, listen, is your your company like this? We used to have these meetings where, uh, you know, we were privileged to be among the board of, uh, of the impressive who had come together to set goals for the That's what it was called, the, the Board of the Impressive. I don't know how else to, to describe <laughs> we, it. We wore capes. Sales managers, it was us, it was like programming executives and radio and the rest of it. We'd get together and gather around a conference room and talk about our goals for the year, and we'd go around and, and you'd have, uh, you know, say we're on uh, station, uh, you know, KXXX. Um, some sort of pornographic radio station. Which, a lot of heavy breathing. No, but so the, the, you'd have the salesperson say, you know, I think we can... I think we can get to a 5.0 rating. And everybody, yeah, yeah, and then they'd write that down. Then you'd have the programming guy say, you know what? I think we can get to a 6.0, oh, really, oh, if we all pull together. That's more. 6, 6.0. They'd write down 6.0. And then me and Jack, we'd roll our eyes and look at each other. And one of us might, if we were in the right mood, say, I don't see how a 7.5 is out of the question. <laughs> and there's never any discussion about how, how or why that was even considered. Within the realm of possibility. But what mattered was, was it's a, like virtue signaling. It was like, I'm on I'm on board signaling. And whoever throughout the house number seemed like a doer, seemed like someone who was really, you know, taking the bull by the horns. Yeah, a real leader. What, doing what? Yeah, I know. It was absurd. But that apparently was the entire Theranos model. And probably, God, I wonder how many that just haven't been as big and gotten the attention Silicon mm. Valley startups there have been in the last 15 years. I'll bet it's pretty common. I'll, yeah, I'll bet it is, too. Yeah. Um, 
what was they amazing might not was, all be a really cute blonde with a really low voice. But the adoration on the faces of so many of the employees there fits into what we're talking about. The more gung ho you were, the better you did at work. Um, the, the better, you know, the the higher status you you had, and it reminded me a little bit. And listen, this was probably more sincere adoration because you would come into a room. To, you know, uh, can't touch this or whatever, dancing around. And the employees <laughs> just, they had tears in their eyes like it was, the you know, their favorite rock star or whatever. Um, and it reminds me a little bit of when they have parades in North Korea. And everybody tries to outdo everybody around them in their adoration for the great leader. To show that they're the most devout. They're the most enthusiastic. Now, when, weird. when it turned out she was sleeping with the frumpy, whatever he was, leader of those Sonny meetings. Balwani, yeah. Um, was, that a, was that to keep him on board, or was that just, you know, people come together and get into relationships? Mm, that's an interesting question. It would have helped keep him on board, I guarantee you. Although he's been charged with many, many oh, yeah. crimes oh, yeah. as well. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I yeah. don't know at what, what point they started doing it and, you know, how that played a role in him continuing to say, oh, sure, we can do this. The engineers saying it's physically impossible. Right. What do they know? Right. The FDA coming and saying, you're not testing anything. You're not doing what you claim to be doing. Your lab is a farce. And what, what are you doing in taking away their uh, certification? So they actually built a box, the magic box. And then they would change the design of the box that was empty and didn't do anything. Right. Um, on a regular basis to just whatever looked to the coolest. money in, yeah. A different, cooler-looking box that was empty. Yeah. And then they'd put your blood in there and say, let's go do lunch. And then they'd run it over to a lab while you're at lunch. Right. A regular lab. <laughs> do a traditional blood screen on it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Hilarious. Yeah. Crazy. Yeah. It's something. Greed will make you crazy. Um I've never actually fallen for anything like that before, but I've gone several steps down roads before because they're pitching to me this is going to turn you know ten thousand into a hundred thousand, and you, you want it to be hey, true so much. That sounds right. good, right. You, right? So far in Hillary, my life, Hillary cattle futures. Mm, mm, so mm. so far, every time in my life, at some point, the the rational part of my brain says, no, there's 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 too many holes here. Right, something's weird. But, yeah. it, but it doesn't always work that way. No, and it helps to have the skepticism gene. Like so many things in life, you're either born with it or you have to work really hard at it. Right. You don't want to be so cynical or skeptical that you're into cynical and you don't you know you miss out on a great opportunity. Right. That hasn't happened to me yet. Listen, <laughs> listen, you turtle-necked idiot, Steve Jobs. You will never compete with IBM. Never. You'll not get a dime of my money. Right. You don't want to be that guy. Right. Speaking of high tech, one more thing. Did you see what I tweeted last night? I, I retweeted something I came across randomly. It was when Windows 95 launched, oh. and they had all the Microsoft execs dancing on stage. Yes. Including Bill Gates. Have you seen that? No. Oh, my God. Yeah. It, it, it's what you expect it to be. What is it with the Silicon Valley execs dancing on stage to show their enthusiasm? Unless you can do it, you just look dorky and end up being a meme 23 years later. 24 years later. Ooch. <laughs> You're listening to the Armstrong and Getty Show. Armstrong and Getty. The conscience of the nation. The Armstrong and Getty Show. The scariest words your boss can say to you, you might be thinking about what it would be when I tell you, you'll say, oh, yeah, absolutely. We all agree. Go. A couple of quick things. Um, 
Oh, New York I Times. That big sip of coffee that was too hot to drink. It's burning its way all the way down. Ooh. It's like the first shot of whiskey I ever had. Oh, I think I'm going to die. I'm going to die. That's how high Sorry. your voice voice was because you were six. Ooh. Oh, I was thinking with uh, Elizabeth Holmes and all. Oh, here's here's Saturday Night to Live Sketch. It's kind of similar to what Sean and I were doing. If Joe Pesci married <laughs> Elizabeth Holmes. How the hell am I funny? Well, you just, I don't know, you, your jokes are funny. I'm a clown! <laughs> oh, hilarious. Stay here. Uh, we'll be here all week. Um, Try the meal. Big fossil discovery in North Dakota where they revealed the day the meteor hit Earth and wiped out the dinosaurs. They've got, they think it's actually the day after. The meteor, like... Uh... Land on top of a calendar, and they finally lifted up the meteor, or what? Giant meteor, 66 million years ago, hits in the Yucatan Peninsula in Mexico, big enough to to really rock the world, um, send dust into the air, change the temperature, kill off the wildlife, killed off, I think it's 95% of all species on Earth. Wow. I mean, it's just a major, the biggest event in world history. Um, And they have this, it's pretty cool to look at, They've uncovered this. I'll show it to you. It's a bunch of fish. Okie doke. It's a bunch of fish bones and stuff like that. And because North Dakota was underwater, they believe that just this giant wave, tsunami wave through the whole earth, just immediately swallowed up all these fish and covered them in, in sediment. Oh, and okay. uh, so they were. They I were, say waves covering fish isn't that big an event, but the, dirt, the dirt, waves of junk, yeah. Yeah, well, you yeah. know, we all saw the tsunami that ate up all those people. That's right. Um, yeah, and it's so not it, the water, it's it, the everything in it. And so it just buried all those fish that right after the meteor hit. Wow. And it's preserved till now. And they think that's the, wow. like, shortly after the moment the, the meteor hit and wiped out almost every living thing on Earth. Yeah, I'll be Which dang. is pretty interesting to think about. That could happen any time. We're better we, at tracking it. Yeah, we'd see it coming. Yeah, More, exactly. The dinosaurs were terrible at tracking asteroids headed toward Earth. Uh, almost zero capabilities for it. <laughs> I mean, they were around for how many hundreds of millions of years? And right. You guys couldn't uh, draw a star map or anything? Right. Right. Their ability to see it was bad, and then their analysis was terrible. They couldn't even come up with an abacus, much less a smartphone. Stupid dinosaurs. One other story I really liked in the New York Times over the weekend, a rare look at the violence of incarceration, and it was a photograph display. The New York Times... Um, uh, got a hold of 2,000 photographs from inside an Alabama correctional facility. It's a particularly violent prison, but it's common all around prisons in America. Um, all the different kinds of shivs, oh. all kinds of pictures of people being beaten, stabbed, whatever, in prison. Yikes. Somebody was cataloging this. Yikes. And they're trying to make some effort to make it less violent in prison. But that 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 is interesting, I, I think. That's I'm against. I'm against that. I'm against extrajudicial punishment for going to prison. Right. You were, you were sentenced for for whatever you committed. It didn't include getting shivved by some dude. Right, and it didn't include getting raped. And, um, you know, some some people who think who I think need a little more compassion in their hearts are like, well, they shouldn't have committed a crime. They're getting what... Well, yeah, okay. But you're also then making prisons into a sexual playground for the most brutal and horrible. You're rewarding them. Oh, I mean, yeah. it's, it's just, it's unconscionable. Yeah, good good way to put it. Yeah. And then my favorite story in the New York Times over the weekend, a reporter who went to Ukraine and talked to an assassin, one of Putin's assassins. They caught in Ukraine. 
Fascinating interview. You wow. Sure, I got to do this one, boss. Yeah, you don't <laughs> need a county fair coverage. Or... Well, this guy, this guy was caught by the Ukrainians. It's interesting how they caught him, and part of it was just cameras in the hallways where he assassinated this dude and being sloppy. But um, the guys, uh, for whatever reason, like criminals sometimes do, just spilled his guts and told the whole story. Mm. He knows he's unlikely to ever get out of prison in Ukraine, and he's told the whole story of be- being one of Putin's assassins and how and how they work and how they're sent out and who they go after. And wow, how, and it's really interesting. And that was stuff. in the uh, the the failing New York Times, exactly. Huh? I have and, to read that. Yeah. Ouch. What does he say? Is it uh, good work? Rewarding work? Does uh, he enjoy it? I'll hit you with one quote. He to do this, he told me. You need spirit and training and hatred. And in addition to hatred, you also need money and desire. I have training and hatred, but not spirit. Uh, so I'd be bad That's the it. sort of person they look to to hire. He was given, he did it for mostly money. Um, they gave him a Mercedes van and a bunch of cash to go off this dude who uh, Putin didn't like for business reasons. Reasons most of the people, he says, that are that are assassinated around the world by Putin. It's not political stuff, it's business stuff. Wow. Was it, he just did the one assassination? He did, he did several, but okay. this is the one he got caught on. Wow, so it is very much like an organized crime. Very much like the, the organization. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. What's coming up in your news, Marshall? Well, the subpoenas fly. House Judiciary Committee on a tear. Got a new twist in the college admissions scandal and the connection between coffee and brain arousal. Coffee and brain arousal? Calm down, brain. (laughs) All right, stay tuned. It's all coming up on the Armstrong and Getty Show. Available right now via the iHeart app and iTunes. Our two new podcasts. Armstrong and Getty, One More Thing. That's our daily after show podcast. And Armstrong and Getty Extra Large featuring our interviews of the most interesting people in the world. Subscribe today via the iHeart app or iTunes. Or wherever podcasts are given away for free. Because we're stupid. thought when the Mueller report was re- came out to the Justice Department, not to us, but a couple weeks ago. We all remember that, right? It's a big deal. Came out on a Friday. Oh, yeah. The four-page report came out on a Sunday. No collusion. Totally exonerated. I thought that was the end of something. It wasn't the end of nothing. <laughs> it wasn't the end of nothing. Nah. It's the Internet age. Things don't end. What Appar- are you talking apparently about? Apparently not. Right. Let's get the news now with Marshall Phillips. Well, the House Judiciary Committee on a tear. They have approved tentative subpoenas for special counsel Mueller's full unredacted report. The committee voting to give the Judiciary Chairman Gerald Nadler permission to issue subpoenas to the Justice Department for the final report, its exhibits, and any underlying evidence or materials prepared for Mueller's investigation. Wow. So not only the report, but... All of the mountains of yes. files and interviews and just everything. Yes. Nadler saying... We're going to work with the Attorney General and uh, uh, for a short period of time in the hope that, uh, that he will uh, uh, reveal to us the entire Mueller report. North Carolina Republican Representative Mark Meadows says House Democrats are just playing games. It's all political theater. It has nothing to do with really getting to the truth. Now, along with that move, the Democrats of the Judiciary Committee will authorize subpoenas for five former White House officials. 
The list includes former White House advisor Steve Bannon, former White House counsel Don McGahn, former communications chief Hope Hicks, and Reince Priebus, President Trump's first chief of staff. Democratic-led panel investigating possible corruption, obstruction of justice, and abuse of power in the Trump administration. Hey, did you come up with that congressperson from Hardball? Uh, No. Okay. So it's just, I don't even know who this guy was. But so it was on Chris Matthews' Hardball last night. He said, what do you think is going on? And he went with the, clearly they're hiding something here, and we need to find out what they're hiding right now. It's my guess that, I mean, he went full back into the whole Russian collusion working, I mean, just as much as as if Friday before last never happened. Mm, wow. I mean, we're completely back there with some people. Wow. In predictions. Wow, interesting. Huh. It, it almost reminds me of a, a company that has a sales force that goes after consumer business, business to business, and, and like a wholesale or whatever. And, and they have certain folks in the Democratic Party who they've sent out to convince the hardcore that we're still with you. Absolutely, there was collusion. He's still in Putin's pocket. We know it. You know it. Hang with us. You know, the, the crowd that the Mueller report means nothing to. They're just such true believers. And that guy, I think that's probably his gig. Maybe. Now, with all this going on, how is Wall Street reacting to it? Well, it's time for Positive Sean's one-word market report. The market is peppy. Wow, it's been great the last Happy. month or so. Yeah, uh, S&P up about a half percent. I'll just a personal note, I am crushing the market today. I, <laughs> oh, my. People are going to call me up. Hey, how'd you do it, Positive Sean? <laughs> it's a secret. <laughs> call him Sean Buffett. Yeah, most Amazing. excellent. Two Hollywood celebs are due in a Boston courtroom today. Felicity Huffman and Lori Loughlin are scheduled to face the judge in that massive college admissions cheating scandal. And now TMZ is reporting they could cut plea bargains if they want them, but they will not be getting off easy because prosecutors want them to do prison time. Yes. I don't get the, the, the fascination with the couple of celebrities involved in this. There are rich, powerful people all over the country that did this. I guess it's because there's a better chance you'd know who they are, I guess. I'm not fascinated by actors. You know, and and we'd be better off if we got over that whole thing. It's an interesting job. Looks like fun. They get paid pretty well if they make it. Almost nobody makes it. There you have it. You give me, uh, you know, five normal people and somebody who's a famous actor, and I want to hear from the famous actor the least. There's very little that I doubt you have to say that I have any interest in. Mm. Source connected to the prosecution telling TMZ any plea would come with a recommendation by prosecutors the actresses serve time behind bars. The official telling TMZ, quote, you can't have people being treated differently because they have money. That's how we got to this place. Every defendant will be treated the same. Chain them together. Make them break rocks in the hot sun. Give them all picks. Like some sort of old-timey 1930s thing. The actresses and the moguls and the vineyard owners and the, the, the media people, everybody. Was there just a greater need for pebbles back in the day? What oh, were yeah. they doing with all those <laughs> broken rocks? Rocks were just too big. Right. <laughs> right. Rock-crushing technology of today was unknown. Right. <laughs> huge market, huge gravel market, yeah. you know? <laughs> the Food and Drug Administration. They were trying to lay the interstate highways during the 50s. They kept running into big rocks, and they'd have to quit. <laughs> right. Just stop paving right there. All right, hipsters, head up. Heads up. The Food and Drug Administration's investigative reports of people suffering seizures after vaping. The FDA announcing today they've received a number of tips about mostly kids and young adults who have seizures while using e-cigarettes. 
I've never vaped. Maybe I should try it. Go ahead. <laughs> I don't have an idea what we're talking about. See yeah. the news a lot. Mm. Agency says it's unclear how the use of e-cigarettes is linked to the seizures, but they are giving people a heads up. And my friends, go ahead and just think about a nice cup of steaming coffee. All right. All right. Did you feel anything? Done. Did you feel anything when you thought about the coffee? It kind of gave me a little burst of endorphins, honestly. There it made me feel kind of happy. Yep. Two universities with researchers found that just thinking about a cup of coffee can get your brain excited. The study's uh, co-author explains it all has to do with priming. Basically, exposure to cues about something can, uh, that can affect your thoughts and behavior. And after being primed, people in Western cultures got the biggest psychological boost from thinking about coffee. That's interesting. Back mm. when I drank, I could certainly get the enjoyment of that first drink moments before the first drink, before yes. any alcohol had ever hit my tongue. Yeah, just realizing that, oh, we're going to grab a drink here. At the, yeah. You know, it's like, honestly, uh, there are there are people I know. <laughs> they are, uh, they're sad <laughs> cases, Jack. Degenerates. <laughs> who will grab a cocktail, say, between nines on a golf course. And those people, those poor degenerate addicts, have told me, that standing on the ninth tee, looking at the clubhouse and realizing, oh, that's right, we're going to grab a cocktail in about 15 minutes. It actually elevates their mood. Those so mm-hmm. more wayward souls. Junkies. Yeah. Junkies. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. That's a wrap. That's your news. I'm Marshall Phillips, the Armstrong and Getty Show, the conscience of the nation. All right, Squawky, fly. But, yeah, the anticipation of coffee, of mm-hmm. course. Mm-hmm. Of course. How about hey, hey, how about this? Donuts. Think about a donut. Same thing. Oh, yeah. In general, right now I'm off the coffee and off the sweets, but in general I agree. All right. Right now I think donut or coffee and I think, ugh. Oh, really? Yeah. Wow. Okay, interesting. Yeah, I'm in a good spot. I want to keep this. All right. How about a sharp stick in the eye? (laughs) (laughs) No, negative. Negative. Not looking forward to it. I'm in a worse mood now. So when we think about things we like, it improves our mood. Damn science. Breaking new frontiers. You're listening to the Armstrong and Getty Show. Armstrong and Getty. The conscience of the the nation. Line. 415-295-KFTC from the text line. We're in an asteroid drought. See, a lot of the text we get, you had to be listening earlier to really enjoy it. Marshall had a story about earthquake droughts, which I mocked. Well, um, and, and when the earth swallows you up, perhaps you'll have a last moment of shame. As you see the tectonic plates, the pressure builds between them, builds and builds and builds. You actually want a lot of little earthquakes consistently. That's what you're looking for. That's what you root for. Which will have no effect on anything. Mark this segment, <laughs> Joe Roots for more earthquakes. Um, it's like a relationship. Better to have, you know, little disagreements than have it build up and build up. And suddenly, I had sex with your brother. You swallow a subdivision or something. <laughs> I don't know. The metaphor breaks down a little bit. 
Um, uh, how about if you have an Irish coffee, the anticipation anticipation of booze and coffee? Now your brain's aroused. And a little sugar Whoa, with the whipped hey, cream and all. Well, I used to like Irish coffee back oh. when, you know, my metabolism was a tad quicker. What's the place in San Francisco that's most famous for, they claim to invent the Irish coffee? Yeah, I know. And I've had oh. many there. Oh, I've so. had 30 there in one day. I can stum- <laughs> so Follow good. me, I'll stumble there, but that's I can't even remember so the name. Good. That yeah. was like the Red Bull and vodka before the Red Bull, right? Yeah, you're good mixing, point. You're mixing the caffeine with the, with the alcohol. Yeah. Good point. Yeah. It's exactly what it is. Um, and I forgot to pay off this. Um, they did a little study, and it's the, the scariest words your boss ever says to you. And I get a chill just hearing it, actually. I'm going to kill you. Can you <laughs> that would be scary. <laughs> Can you stop by my office? Oh, boy. I still. I still. It still <laughs> it still gets me a little. And then I have to call myself. Yeah, it's probably nothing. It's always nothing. Right. It's never been anything. Yes, it is. <laughs> Except for the times when it is something yeah. for other people. And then they're walking down the hall with the cardboard box, and you see the email that they're no longer here, and we wish them well in the future. Flanked by two other people. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Acting like you're a criminal, even though you've worked here for years, and you're friends with everybody. Now we've got that grim look on our face because you're no longer an employee. And you might turn on us like a savage. <laughs> right. But anyway, yeah, can you stop by my office? I am amazed that, that all bosses haven't picked up on that. And realize that you've got to give a little context to that just to calm people down. Unless you get a like a power kick out of scaring them, which some bosses do. Sure. Say, yeah, I want to talk about the blank. Yeah. Our old, Don't leave it open-ended. Our old agent, who's not our current agent, but he used to he'd uh, leave a message or, or an email or something. He'd say, uh, give me a call as soon as you can. All good. Yeah, you know, yeah exactly. He, which is just a, a, a humane thing to sure, do. Sure, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, can you stop by my office for a second? Everything's good. Just do that, bosses. Unless you get the enjoy the power trip of frightening people. Right, right. Then you're gonna sniff their hair. So <laughs> it's nothing major. Just uh, stop by the office real yeah. quick. So bring, a, bring a cardboard box. So we're eliminating your position. Oh, I meant nothing major in the company. This no. is huge for you. No, in the big picture, it's not major. But right. yeah, you got to go. No big deal for me. Like <laughs> <laughs> changing for you. But what are you gonna do? Uh, I tell you what, though. I have never, well, maybe this is just because I'm lucky or incredibly talented. I've never lost a job that, in retrospect, wasn't a good thing. That it just, it was fine. It freed me up to do something bigger and better. And, and, you know, it's very, very rare that, I don't know, usually when a job ends or or a life change like that happens, it's because things weren't going real well. Whether the company was struggling or, or you didn't fit right or, you know, just... It's disruptive and it's scary and can be incredibly inconvenient. But so you're saying everyone who loses their job deserves it? Is that yes, what you're saying? that's precisely what I'm saying. <laughs> I just lack the eloquence to put it as beautifully as you did. Few words. So Marshall rejoins us in the studio. It's unfortunate because I was about to say that story, that science story he brought us at the end of the news was bunk. Most but this one's really good. Most of them are. <laughs> hey. So they 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 were looking into people who look you straight in the eye. Uh. As opposed to, you know, people who glance down or look around a little, maybe meet your eye and all, but those who really look you in the eye, which is, according to just kind of popular culture in the Western world, it's a marker of honesty and straightforwardness. <clears throat> Most people take it as a positive attribute, particularly in business. Hmm, that's interesting. I don't always feel that way. But. Well, yeah. That, I know well, a lot of people that really get your eye contact, and they're trying to sell me something that... They're trying to they're trying to convince me of something that I'm not going along with. Well, you're a perceptive chap. 
And and it could be that you have a little better sense of that than the average person. But uh, in a study published in the European Journal of Social Psychology, they did all sorts of experiments that had to do with you have people play games and instruct them to do X, Y, or Z, or the rewards you get. Um, I'm attempting to maintain eye contact throughout this story. Go well, ahead. Well, oh, that's going to freak me out. <laughs> You're totally weirding me out, Sean. Um, and, and some games that rewarded deceit and all. I'd get into all the methodology, but we don't really have time. Uh, but the long story short is they found that maintaining eye contact for an unusually long time uh, paired more with with a deceit. I feel that way. I then, absolutely then feel that way. I've always felt that way. Yeah. The person that just constantly has got you glued in, they're trying to... to that's Elizabeth Holmes trying to convince you of her machine. Yeah, they, they have, believe they've got the sales thing, and I can sell anything to anybody if I just look them in the eye and keep talking. They, uh, they combed through the data of 99 episodes of a UK game show, the unfortunately named Golden Balls. <laughs> Which, wow, I know what I'm doing later that, today. Is that what you win, or I don't... One dollar gander. Come on in and see them. <laughs> Step right up. So the show is structured to allow two players to make it to a final round. This reminds me a little bit of uh, Survivor. And in the final round, the players, the two players decide what to do with the valuable pot of money. In front of each player are two balls, one marked steal and the other split. And they engage in a dialogue about which ball they'll choose, et cetera, et cetera, and the split, and, you know, if... It's one of those if you if if you steal and the other one says split you win it's game theory it's yeah. the prisoner's dilemma um but so uh we watched the next and, round it's titanium and swinging we no we watched <laughs> and coded all the videotapes for the amount of direct eye contact that each player gave another during this final conversation then examined if this number could predict players ball choices in fact it did but in the opposite direction many people would think greater eye contact was linked to a player being more likely to choose to steal Rather than the split ball, you know, even when they explicitly stated otherwise. I've always felt this way, but it just occurred to me why it is. They're really looking at your eyes because they're trying to see if it's working. Is they're, this working? Or they're trying to read you. Yeah, exactly. They're trying to read you. Is to this working? Advantage. This story I'm telling you, are you buying this? i right. got to really look at your eyes to be able to figure out if you're buying this or not. That's yeah. why they're staring me down. It's yeah. funny. It just occurred to me. I always wondered about it. They point out, and I learned this about dogs a long time ago, and it's a pretty good tip. Animals have direct eye contact, not before engaging in benevolent behaviors, but rather immediately before an attack. Direct eye contact, particularly prolonged eye contact, is a sign of challenge and threat from another. When you're meeting a dog, don't stare it down, was a tip I got from a trainer a long time ago. Um, I mean, what does this mean for the workplace? Well, if you have any shred of intelligence, you've already figured it out, but... If people really, 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 really hold your eye, they're probably trying to figure out how to get you. Interesting. Wow. That is really interesting. There you go. Final thoughts with (laughs) Armstrong Gang. That's our corporate director of engagement and enthusiasm. (laughs) Here's your host for Final Thoughts, Joe Getty. Let's get a final thought from everyone, huh? Hey, Positive Sean, your final thought? Yeah, just, uh, you know, just beating the brakes off the market today. Just another day in the life of the Positive Sean portfolio up 3%, baby. Oh, man.
Lobster tonight. Marshall Phillips, your final thought. By the way, guys, I look at those scientific studies I present during the newscast as a test of your rational thinking. How quickly can you determine the fallacies in these university studies presented in the nation's scholarly journals? It actually gives us an excellent opportunity to look at, you know, the way science is uh, presented Mm -hmm. to people and how silly it is. Uh, Michelangelo, your final thought. Yeah, the scariest words that a boss has ever told me was, Hey, please tell Joe and Jack that the coffee machine is broken. There's not going to be any coffee this morning. (laughs) I made an excuse, and I just went home. Didn't want to tell him. I have apologized to you a hundred times. I should not have stabbed you. I'm sorry. (laughs) Jack, your final thought. Word is out, bosses. You need to say, stop by my office. I want to talk about the quarterly report, and everything's fine, or whatever. Just throw in everything's fine. If you don't do that, I can, I'm can. i only going to assume that it's a power play. You just want me to be frightened. You're hoping I wet my pants. Mm. You're going to stare long into my eyes until I'm just scared. My final thought, because I've been trying not to think about it all day, is that my allergic rash is spreading like George Bush wanted democracy to spread across the Middle East. If he'd been as successful as my uh, allergy to penicillin, why, everybody would be voting in Syria right now. Ugh. So it's worse than it was yesterday? Well, it's spreading. Okay. Hey. Yeah, it's hey. the intensity of the uh, discomfort and itching is actually diminished, partly because I am on more drugs than Keith Richards in 1973. I mean, it's... Uh, Can my... you stop it at the border region? Can you fight it over there instead of fighting it over here? <laughs> I wish. <laughs> Doesn't work that way, Jack. They're <laughs> sleeper cells. Is it contagious? No, of course not. No. Armstrong and Getty wrapping up another grueling four-hour workday. If it was, you'd go crawl across some people's desks you don't like. Nope, it's not <laughs> contagious, so the slow dancing after the show is still on, everybody. <laughs> oh, that's right. So many people who thanks a little time, go to armstrongandgetty.com. Email us. Tell us what you think. If there's something we ought to be talking about, send it along. See you tomorrow. God bless America. This is a... Uh historic act uh, of uh, devastating incompetence. I will not sugarcoat this. This is a disappointing day for us. Big mistake, but not too bad. The fun level in this room is at an 11 right now, and that brought it down. The ride is over! The time for the clowns and the acrobats and the dancing bears has passed. Get away from here. Get. Get. And we apologize for our stupidity. And we really hope you forgive us for what we've done. Thank you, and good night. Because the show's over. What? Bye-bye. You having a good time, Joe? Armstrong and Getty.